If you're looking for the cheapest travel insurance, I have a special offer for you. Look for links below. And with that, let's dive on to today's podcast. Today, I have a guest that specially joined and I actually met him at his cafe. That was quite a year back, right, Andy? Yeah, I think so, almost. Yeah, and so the story is I went to Sentosa at this very beautiful cafe in Miska. Yeah. And Andy was the owner there and he recognized me. <laughs> so Andy, thank you for joining today's discussion. Yeah. So today we'll discover my Andy yeah. some very special parts because Andy has lived in quite a few places. Yeah. Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia and even India, right? Yeah, India. So Andy, how do you spend your time currently in a year as a rough basis? Right, so uh, prior to COVID, I was staying much more in India. Lah, right? When COVID happened, obviously I was stuck here in Singapore, so no travelling. So I've been doing a lot of travelling since last year when borders reopened. So I do quite a bit of Bali. I do quite a bit of Bangkok. And last month I went to Pattaya, and this month I'll go again. <laughs> you have homes in Pattaya also. So these days you don't need to buy la. It makes more sense to rent the Airbnb. Yeah. So Pattaya, to a lot of people, has always been a sin city. But normally I try to stay in the northern part, which is where the older people, the family people, they they stay there for a long period of time. So I stay away from the party places, yeah. So that I bring my wife and my kid along. So every morning you wake up is the beach and the sea in front of you, lah. Oh. And in the beach they have like a cordon off area, so it's very safe to swim in the sea. <laughs> oh, that's like yeah, yeah. So Maldives kind of feeling, really, right? Like. A bit far, lah, and expensive, lah. So Pattaya has always been uh, very cost effective. Yeah, it's cheap to rent a bike. It's cheap to rent a Grab, and plus it's two hours from Bangkok, right? So you can have a bit of Bangkok and a bit of uh, beach life at the same time. Right. How how far drive is it from Bangkok, Pattaya? Uh, Bangkok, Pattaya, two hours long. Yeah, hundred ish kilometers. Wow. Uh, depending on which part of Pattaya. So North Pattaya slightly closer, right? And if you want to go to the city of Pattaya, a bit of jam lah. And if you're traveling from outside Bangkok, then you would escape the traffic in Bangkok City also. Mm. Yeah. Today we'd like to ask you a bit more because you lived in so many places. Yeah. What is living cost like in Bangkok or maybe even in Pattaya? And maybe what's the difference between there and Bali, which right. is I think right. somewhere that many of us yeah. are also very interested to find out. Yeah. So whichever you think you have a better inside that you like to share first go ahead and let us know uh, I think most Singaporeans would prefer in terms of beach life uh, Bali but because it's like the whole world is moving to Bali these days especially the digital nomads mm. right so you have a lot of traffic in Changgu Changgu is crazy the northern part of Samyang uh, most Singaporeans would go to Samyang and Changgu and a bit of Kuta but whenever I go there I go to Uluwatu which is the southern cliff. So there is less people. And a bit of Nusa Duala. Mm. Right? A bit Atas area. But however, I can take the Airbnb. Ma. So then your cost comes down. So you have a visa that can let you stay there? In the uh, I'm on an APEC card. So APEC is uh, 90 days in like 45 countries. La. So you don't even need to worry about uh, what, 30 days, 60 days visa. Mm. And plus, every time I do maximum two, three weeks. So Singapore passport is very powerful. Yes. Most places, 30 days, they allow. 
but with APEC, you actually even get 90 days in China. Yeah, I actually go to China once a month or so right now. <laughs> you spend more time on the plane then. Uh, I get more relaxation on the plane, that's true, yeah. Better rest on the plane than a bit lah. And back to Bali, right? Like, what, what do you think is, for someone who would like to live there, what would be average cost? Your best guess. I think, uh, I mean, I compare to the local managerial salary, that's around 1 to 1.5k sink. Okay, you can live there comfortably. You can rent the place fairly good near the beach. I mean, there's no point to rent a villa lah. Because at some point of time, you get bored of the pool and you have to maintain it. So why not go for like a service apartment or a condo hotel where, and plus you can meet people ma. Do you see a lot of digital nomads there? So many. It's clocked, it's well clocked. I mean, wow. Yeah. That place is super popular, right? In Asia, for digital nomads. So, Caucasian digital nomads, Singapore digital nomads. Europeans what? and Europeans. Australians. Singaporean, not much. Like, I think there was a guy who went there, digital nomad guy, right? But like now, no news left. <laughs> <laughs> Most Singaporeans <laughs> like corporate jobs. Uh. And I think Chicken Genius also went there for a period of time. Mm. But not sure whether if they really stay there for a long period of time. Mm. So, probably like in and out. So maybe like one week Bali, one week Bangkok, one week Singapore, one week KL. That would be my type of ideal lifestyle. So if digital nomads are residing there, I guess that place must be quite safe. Sure. Fairly affluent. Sure. Transport okay. Right. So in Bali, to be able to escape the traffic, you need a motorcycle. It costs around like eight dollars per day and if you rent it on a monthly basis probably like what 70 less than 100 sing la. and petrol is like less than ten dollars per week full tank la. uh hotel two three hundred dollars sing yeah so you talk about safety right of course if you want to go to the clubs sin city alcohol you know they have the magic mushroom for sure it's unsafe la. But if you want to keep to your lifestyle, staying quietly on the beach, away from the crowd, then it, it's very safe. Wow. I'm thinking more of like semi-retirement. Where can I go myself? Okay, like, so yeah. I always think about this problem since last two years. Uh, probably at some point of time, you get bored. Okay. Yeah. I, I went to Penang three times this year. It's also quite good. Yeah, plus you, have, you get all the heritage areas, right? So Bali... Changgu, Semiak, Kuta is a popular area, but after one month, I think you, you get bored already. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to travel to northern, northern part of Bali, which is very far, maybe six hours drive. Oh. I think it's called Lohegon or something, in northern part, where you get the dolphin, dolphin watching. Uh, most Singaporeans won't go there. La. Yeah. So after like a month, and probably you have to move out again. La. A couple of weeks Bali, a couple of weeks Penang, a couple of weeks Bangkok Pattaya, or even Phuket Krabi, mm. a couple of weeks KL, a couple of weeks Singapore, and then repeat. Long. I, I, I went Bangkok. Yeah, I went Bangkok recently, yeah. and it, it dawned on me that Bangkok is quite attractive. Right, very chill. Besides the jam, yeah. the rest of things look you know, very metropolitan. So, Bangkok always get a bike, grab bike or the train. Grab bike. Yeah, grab bike. Always grab bike. 
Oh, the, the cab fares were expensive. Like. When I took yeah. Grab car, yeah. each trip was like 10 to 15 sing. Oh, yeah, because you're traveling, that means 200 plus, you're probably plus, traveling yeah. out of city or maybe half an hour journey already. Oh. So if it's the bike, it's probably two, three dollars. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, so Bangkok, we normally measure by the Sukhumvit feet okay. and by the BTS. Somewhere near to Chinatown, all the way to the eastern side near Bangna, where you are the last station. So the eastern side is like our Tuas to oh. Changi lah. So likewise, they have that side east to west, right? So if you measure like Chinatown area, for sure it's super crowded lah. And if you measure the city, which is all this uh, Siam Paragon, Terminal 21, M Kwatia, right? And Tongla, Ekamai, a lot of traffic. But the moment you get out, like to like slightly outside, to like Onut, Bangna, then naturally the traffic starts to reduce. Do you, do you see retirees in these sure, sure. slightly more outskirts sure, Bangkok area? Sure. Uh, I see a lot of Caucasians. Okay. I see a lot of uh, Singaporeans who would have married local Thai. But that too, they don't stay there. Okay. Yeah, maybe they still work over here, get the Singapore salary and then go to Bangkok probably every month. Yeah, so semi-retirement is it's, it's just a concept. Sounds like you, you're leaning towards if you are semi-retired, you can actually go a few places because sure, sure. every place has its, has its own uniqueness and you stay too long, every nice place will get boring. Hmm. Uh, since May, I started traveling aggressively to China. So if you compare like North China, like all this Zhengzhou, Tianjin, Beijing versus somewhere more central or eastern side like Shanghai, Wuxi, Suzhou and then versus the southern side like Shenzhen, Dongguan, Guangzhou so everywhere is different I mean ideally if you can move around just keep moving around lor. yeah don't need to like stay in one particular so take service apartments two three weeks but Airbnb is not workable in China yeah they, they blocked uh, I'm always concerned about you know quality safety for Airbnb Service apartments, like you know, branded service apartments, they're going to be safe. Service is good. Price law. Yeah. So, example, if you go to Bangkok, right, there's a, a Airbnb called Park Origin. So, Park Origin is located and connected to M Quartier, Emporium, and the latest M Spear. Just opened last week, the IKEA. So, it's hardly a five minutes free ride, and it costs you hardly $50 a night. And if you rent it for like six months, you probably pay like what? 1K sing lah. 1K. And, yeah. and it's good quality, good quality lodging. Rooftop swimming pool, 47th floor, 45th floor gym, uh, underground parking, uh, restaurant inside the condo. Yeah, they have their own restaurant inside the condo, so you don't have to move outside. And then uh, you have your own garden, you have your own park. And then the moment you walk outside, like two minutes, it's a 7-Eleven, mm. you have the laundry mats, you have Indian restaurant, Chinese restaurant, um, Thai local food. Yeah, all this at really budget. Lah. So, so semi-retirement, what, when you see people in this phase, they usually work here or they derive income here, not go there and work. Uh, so semi-retirement, normally people will tend like to work in the area where they earn. Okay. Example, if I'm a European, Maybe my income comes from England or Ireland. 
So I would want to earn there and spend here. And live in Bangkok or Bali. Rafendela. If they don't have, maybe they'll go to Romania, Czech oh. Republic, oh. Portugal. Portugal is very in right now, lah. Yeah. So it really depends on the person. You don't have to like fix, fix, lah. So even for Singaporeans, we may think it's this part of the world, but actually some Singaporeans are going to Portugal also. Some people are also going to Dubai. And recently, there was a CNN newscaster. He's like semi-retired in Kazakhstan. Wow. Remember, he owns a like a motel. Yeah, yeah. So you can earn this place, but you can spend this place. It's it's totally up to you. And you don't really have to earn the name retired also because you could be working on the go, ma. So it's it's a concept, lah. It's not really a a, a definition. So it really depends on the individual. So. For for yourself, you you also go to China now. Yeah, you some business there. Yeah, so my factory is in India. I supply to Foxconn, Pegatron, Winstron, who does the Apple phone. So because of the U.S. and Chinese relationship, right? So a lot of Apple manufacturing is coming out. Samsung really came out. Yeah, you, uh, Samsung came to Vietnam and India. So Apple is slowly shifting to India. Yeah. So in China, Apple used to be a number one phone, but these days is Huawei, Oppo, yes. Vivo. Yes. Uh, Apple is going down, yeah, slowly. But however, saying that Apple is coming up in India, they used to occupy like one percent market share. Now it's five percent because of the price, lah. So slowly it's coming up, and I think Apple slowly wants to make uh, India export hub. That means usually in the past it's made in China. Now they want to make it uh, make in India. So the whole subcon, the whole supply chain is slowly shifting to such countries. Uh, one is Vietnam, and then one is uh, India. That's for the business side of things, lah. And China part is still some part of the supply chain. That's where you go. So I I visit there because a lot of the manufacturing raw material still comes from China. Mm. I go there to learn. I go there to buy. I go there to source. Yeah, so things like chemicals, PPE, precision engineering, abrasives. So the product range is quite big, lah. So, so I see India being a next manufacturing hub, as well as Vietnam. But because of my schedule, I I can't go Vietnam, India, Singapore all at once. So right now my focus is India, Singapore, and China, lah. Yeah, yeah. China for buying and India for manufacturing. Wow. So once in a while, then you come by to your beautiful cafes over here. So one cafe in Sentosa Cove, and one bistro here, lah. Esplanade, you can see the Marina Bay. So more, more relaxed, lah. Yeah, because I saw your previous videos during COVID. You had the. Uh, what do you call it? Barista fire. Yes, yes. I think you were one of the few that came up with that in Singapore. Uh, Now the term is dying down, lah. Yeah, but that was also one of the in thing, lah. But however, it's not so easy to achieve, lah. Yeah, because of the high cost in Singapore. Correct. So this what many you know of us think. Hey, we we earn our living here in the main career. Then subsequently, where can we go and stay if we want to take a pay cut? So I'm always trying to uncover stories. That's why. I mean, a lot of people compare. Always don't look at your top line. Don't don't compare like Sing dollar versus Malaysian ringgit, right? Compare like your kind of lifestyle, 
your buying power versus your earning power. Don't compare the currency. So if, if you earn here in Singapore, you earn like, let's say, even $2,000. It could be very small here. But maybe in Jaw Baru, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, or maybe in Ho Chi Minh or Hanoi, it makes sense. Or maybe in Phnom Penh, this money is huge. In India, it's definitely big. Lah. Yeah, but India, you may not want to spend a big portion of your life there because of hygiene, because of social circle. So it really depends on which country, which place you like the most. Everywhere can be a home. Yeah, right? But uh, it's how you define home. Lah. You mean uh, like bringing your family with you, bring your kids, studying in international school. So it's really down to your own personal judgment. And is it just a mention of Malaysia? What is your take on Singaporeans buying properties yeah. in Malaysia? Well, Sounds I, like you saw experience yeah, yeah. there. So I bought the property Danga Bay in Danga Bay. It's called Tropicana. Right? Tropicana is a renowned developer. It's the brother of the Berjaya Group. Berjaya Times Square in KL. Oh, yes. yeah. So Tropicana is like alternative. They also own the W Hotel in KL. So good developer. Lah. But having said that, I think 10 years of buying it, 300k ringgit 10 years ago, it's probably worth 300k ringgit now. Mm. So no, no appreciation. Plus currency depreciation. Plus depreciation plus property tax. Yeah, but luckily we rent it out. So that sort of like suppressed the depreciation of the currency. So uh, we are quite lucky we have a good tenant. Like every two years we have a tenant to rent it. Yeah, but it's, it's not a wise investment. If you go back in time. Okay. So the, moment, the reason we bought it is because just like most Singaporeans, right? Oh, uh, a few hundred K ringgit there is a hundred, two hundred K Sing dollars. Price is worth it. So weekend we stay there. Weekend we spend there. But in the end, if you do the math, if you if you calculate the time, maybe it's not so worth it, uh, By all means, uh, that will be an ideal case because it's so super near. You are leaning towards renting if someone yeah. wants to live there, yeah. part sure. of the year, sure. rather than buying a Malaysian property. Yeah. So right now they have the one million ringgit ruling for Singaporean lah, mm-hmm. which is three hundred k sing. So I wouldn't ever tie, I wouldn't advocate somebody to mm. buy there unless you have spare cash. But having said that, yeah, so with 300k, you better, now the latest condo in Bangkok is probably the best in the world, right? You have your own restaurant, your own lounge, your own uh, ice room, jacuzzi room, movie room. There's there's something in Tonglor that I'll I'll share with you, it's called Park Origin, right? So 57 facility in one condo, better than hotel. So if you want to compare Bangkok, KL, JB, Phuket, Bali, I would say probably that Tonglo area makes better sense for capital appreciation or, or capital protection and even rental. Okay. I actually went to check on some luxury home prices well, then Shangri-La, Bangkok, the opposite one. Quite expensive leh, along the Chao Pattaya. So once you're in that side, right, it's all very touristy. But if you're not going to stay there, where's the international school? It's in Soi 11. Uh, Singapore International School Bangkok is in Soi 50 plus. So it's so far from this part there. Okay. 
So you have to look at your rental market lah. Whoever stay there is probably going to be some rich businessman that's probably just spending money per month. If that's your target segment for rental tenant, yes. But if you want to talk about rental volume, for sure it's not that side lah. Yeah, because it's so heavily trafficked. Yeah, and a lot of people would like to go Icon Siam. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chinatown, right? But once you go on the eastern side, every station there's one more. So you don't need to rely on Icon Siam. Uh. There's Terminal 21 on Asok. Then uh, before that, I think uh, you have Siam Paragon. After that, you have M Kwatia. After that, you have Gateway. Then after that, each station has one more. So why do you need to be Siam in? Paragon is one which had a recent incident, oh, right? Yeah, it, yeah. The, the child that was uh, a bit mentally yeah, ill. That, that. He, he came from a rich family, you know. His school fees were like four thousand sing per month. Yeah, so I mean that's a different issue, lah. Safety on that versus general safety is different. Mm. I think he was mentally stressed. Mm. Yeah, but having said that, I think they handled the situ- situation pretty well, lah. Uh, one day they got the mall up again, okay. and now it's again full. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but again, it's not fair to use one case to yes. yeah because it's a big place, right? But generally, you feel it's safe enough for sure. more Singaporeans to accept? Very safe. La. It's just that maybe typical Singaporeans were more kanchong. Mm. Like, even the Chinese don't dare to go to Bangkok now because there's a lot of uh, scams, kidnaps. Mm. You know, all these uh, Cambodian scams, right? Yes. They are scamming, kidnapping Chinese in Thailand. It's also not true. La. I mean, it happened. There's data to show that it's happened. But it's not like everyday. Every second is happening now. I, I still saw big tour groups eh, from China. Now it's India. Now it's India. Now it's more and more India. Yeah, the Chinese, because they got the visa waiver recently. I think the Indians also, they got the visa waived last month. Uh, so I think the whole tourism market is not just focusing on Chinese and Europeans and Caucasian. They're also moving towards the Indian side. Yeah, the spending power are quite strong, including Vietnamese. Yeah, Vietnamese spending power is also quite strong right now. Then to last round things off, what do you think should be an advice to someone that's looking to think about, you know, how to get to this phase in life, semi-retirement, where to choose? So I think semi-retirement is probably not a destination, it's probably a journey. So it's something that you probably cannot achieve, right? Because when you're there, your destination will change again. I love that. Yeah. So when you hit what you want, probably your mindset would have already changed. Right? So actually, if you want to attain it today or tomorrow, it's very easy. Pack your bags and go Laos law. Yeah. Go three steps below. Yeah. I mean, the standard of living would be much lower there. Or even Timor Lest. Yeah. Where a few hundred dollars a month, you can survive. Right, no need to even aim $1,000, $2,000 a month. Just straight away accept $500 a month. Yeah, if you want it fast. Lah. So it depends. Again, it depends on what's your definition. Some people like Bali, but after going there, one month, two months, oh, boring. It's, it's always the case. They started staying in Samia, then they go Ubud, where it's more nature. But after staying in Ubud for a long period of time, boring. Then they started moving to other parts of Bali. 
then after a few months or a year so it feels like once you open up this Pandora's box yeah. that you can actually travel a bit yeah. you will not be so fearful of moving places because you moved out once already uh. I can reside in my place for one month sure. that mindset changed already sure. then you can explore more places and I think that's how things work in Europe yeah a couple of weeks Belgium a couple of weeks Swiss so they just keep going off because there's what 40-50 countries in the EU passport also allows them to freely move yeah. without visa correct, correct. so why stay at one place mm. I mean we also have that advantage ma. Yeah, what, what is your end game for me I don't think the end game is anywhere near actually end game is death la. Uh, the only way to that is constant is death right so anywhere before that you have to be as happy as possible la. so for me traveling is I get a bit of relaxation from there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you so much, Andy, for yeah, sharing yeah. so much with us today. And yeah. if you'd like to support Andy's yeah. restaurant, yeah. Alter Ego is yeah. here at Esplanade. Esplanade yeah. Or you could go also to your Sendoza, Sendoza Miska Cafe. It's a Russian word for small bowl. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the food there. <laughs> <laughs> and together, we'll see you next episode. Sure. Okay. Sure. Bye. Right. Bye bye.